using social media. What works? What's new? Advice? Trends and insight. From the creative team at Hubbard Interactive, it's the social feed. Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast. We're coming at you from the Hubbard Broadcasting Studios here in the Twin Cities. We're excited for you all to be with us this week. We have two special guests back with us again. We have Isabella. Hello, hello. And one of our new um, speakers of the podcast is Katie. Hi. Katie's one of our graphic designers. And Katie, how long have you been with us? About a year. Oh my gosh, about a year. So yeah. exciting. And as always, we have our producer, Wheeler. Hello, hello. <laughs> it was his uh, birthday celebration last yesterday. Yes. It's your birthday, though, on Saturday, right? Yeah, birthday Saturday. It's, there's no problem celebrating for, like, a full week. Yeah. That's, like, I think that's, like, a normal month. thing. Birthday month. Yes, birthday exactly. Month. <laughs> that's even yeah. better. Do you guys do, like, the half birthdays? Do you celebrate those um, well? I have a couple friends that are really If I, like, that. really want it. Like, mine, so mine would be in September, <laughs> so it's typically around, like, Labor Day okay. anyways. So sometimes that's just, like. It all, all just kind of rolls into one, and it's another reason to be like, woohoo, time to celebrate. All right, we're getting distracted, which is what I typically happens on the, you know, full social media podcast. But what I'm really excited to talk about today and why I have Isabella and Katie here is I want to talk about just being more creative and how to do that. So a lot of the times on this podcast, we're talking about things like creating content and video strategy, and how to optimize like your website and things like that. But we never really focus on the content and what, how do you come up with these ideas and this content that we're talking about. So I'm really excited to chat with you guys today and, and talk more about that. So I think one of the first things I want to say is, um, Katie, kind of with your graph design background, what are some things you use to stay inspired? What sites do you go to? What do you do? Because you, you design every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do to do that? I like to look at just... Um, I think Pinterest is a great tool, just seeing what people like to look at already. That's something that I will look at. I like to look at different stock image sites just to see what um, is out there to use in different types of designs. But then I just Google different companies that do the same thing and just kind of see what's been done, what is really working for certain ones and what isn't working as well. And I can use that to kind of snowball and and make something really applicable and really great for that client. Do you ever have, are you ever in kind of a design slump where you're just like, oh, I just got nothing right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hit a wall. Yeah, <laughs> I think we've talked about that before where either like you or I will go over to each other's desks and we're just like I'm at a point where yeah. I just yeah. can you look it's at just, this because I don't even. You know need an outsider view to kind of steer you back in or get get kind of out of what you're working on and just refresh. I think for sure. So would you say the best way to get over hitting a wall is to just meet with someone else who can bring new ideas? Yeah, collaboration is really really helpful, and just to break out of the, you know, you're stuck in. I think tunnel vision sometimes when you have been staring at a design or you have this like idea in your head or this concept that you think is going to work but actually isn't working for you but you really want it to work so you are just nitpicking and focusing on everything sometimes it you're going down a path where you're not being most beneficial to the client anymore or to yourself even in your design so just going to someone else and being like what do you think of this what does this font look like? Look like is this the right picture? Things like that. Just getting someone else who has an objective opinion to look at what you're creating that can be really helpful and kind of help kickstart you back into what 
you were originally trying to do. I think another thing that's really helpful is to be willing to start over. And yes. I think you can really get so stuck on an idea. And I, I've read this in several places and articles, but just like be willing to switch up the concept completely. And then sometimes that's where your really fresh new ideas come out of. I would say that's one of my biggest downfalls. It's like, I'm going to make this work. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. I just got to let it go. You want to force it. It's really easy to do that. <laughs> so one of the classes um, that we have at Harbor Digital Academy is we call it design school. And uh, Isabel and Katie both teach that um, during our sessions. So do you guys want to talk a little bit about what you go over during that design class academy? For sure. Yeah, we start out with a lot of brand, just building your brand, making sure that you're really consistent. I think that's a big big part of what we talk about and just some different tools that we can use that or that you anyone can use it's pretty user-friendly and um, most of them are free mm-hmm. so just trying to help people that maybe don't have the same design photoshop etc background experience that Katie and I have how do they get started with creating graphic designs where do you start finding some of that inspiration where How do you start learning how to use some of these tools? We got together and we tried to come up with a list that people could start with, whether it was phone apps or it was desktop um, websites that you could go to, just places that people could find some inspiration, find some templates, things like that, to really get them kick-started in the graphic design world while also keeping in mind what their brand already is, what they've established so far, and making sure that that stays consistent across all of the designs that you're creating as well as any other uh, social media assets that you're creating. So what would you say are some of those sites for people who aren't super design savvy to go to and check out? Mm-hmm. Well, we were just talking about Canva recently, mm-hmm. um, and Canva is a great tool that is kind of like a mini Photoshop. It's acts similar to Photoshop in the sense that you work with layers. So your image is one layer, your text is another layer. Uh, so it, it is similar to Photoshop in that sense, but it's a little bit easier to use and there's less tools, I would almost say, not in the sense that you can't do as much, but it's a little easier if you've never been into photo, if you've never been into Photoshop to approach Canva and be like, oh, okay, like I understand what's going on here. And there's also pre-created templates as well Uh, so if you are looking for some of that inspiration or you have a kind of idea and you want to just start plopping things into Canva and see what it looks like that's definitely a good one to start with Um, one of more well-known ones what's so funny about Canva is I was on LinkedIn last night looking at I just love going on there and finding like articles and information and there's an article about the CEO of Canva and she is one of the youngest CEOs in the world mm-hmm. to lead a billion-dollar startup. They just mm-hmm. got, like, a ton of investors into it. They're adding about 400 more people to their team. Oh, my. So I just – you shared that on LinkedIn, and I <laughs> shared it, and I tagged Katie in it. And I was like, this is something that Katie and I talk about at Hubbard. The power of social media. media. Yes, yes. It's amazing. Yeah. So well, and it's amazing. a really great tool. Like, honestly – so I – I don't know when you, I don't know if we ever talked about this, when you started learning Photoshop, but I started working in Photoshop when I was in ninth grade. Um, And I think about, like, if I would have been younger, like, Canva, I totally would have been, like, all Mm -hmm. over that. Like, when I was even, like, in middle school, like, I would have loved to have been able to play around with all of that stuff. And it's just a really easy-to-use, fun tool for people to get into. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So with Canva, I mean, that's a really great source to use for creating your images. But if people are looking for photos to put in there, what do you recommend for like mm-hmm. finding photos? Do you take your own photos? What are some sites to use? There are a few. There's Unsplash, I think, is one of them mm-hmm. that we've recommended. Um, some of them require an attribution to to the photographer and some of them don't. So you just have to watch out for that. But there's a few different ones that offer. I don't know if you can remember any other ones, but we've recommended that one is a really great one for photos and stuff. And I mean, ThinkStock is still solid too. You can end up paying like a not super expensive price. It kind of depends on the picture you're looking for. Mm -hmm. But overall, in general, on social media, I think we continue to find that real pictures do the best and you can like dress them up and make them cuter fancier you know make them lighter make them brighter change the contrast things like that but like phone cameras are so good like nowadays I was just at a (laughs) concert the other day and I was looking at pictures that I took like on my phone I was like wow this is like really really great so don't downplay that either as a business You can totally use your phone to take some super awesome pictures and then use some photo editing tools to just brighten and touch them up a little bit, add some text on them and make them a little bit more than just a phone picture. Is there any other you kind of mentioned like there's some really great apps that you have on your phone. What are some that you like to use for editing photos and stuff? Yeah. Uh, So for photo editing, (laughs) yeah. So I'm obsessed with PixArt. That has been like my go-to one, like for my personal Instagram as well as for some of the clients that I work with they have some really awesome filters Uh, I have an iPhone 6 I think Uh, so I do not have portrait mode on my phone but with this app you can basically like mock portrait mode really easily Mm -hmm. so that's been like a fun little addition that they've added (laughs) to for a personal standpoint but I also really like uh, like I said the filters you can add like light bursts, you can make things look glowy and nice. And there's a couple other Photoshop-like editing tools that come within the PixArt app that I just think are super fabulous and easy to edit and do things on the go, which is very social media-esque. So we've talked a lot about like tools and things you can use, but I want to get back into the creative brainstorming part. So Katie, one thing that you do with our team once a month is you do a creative brainstorm to get us kind of thinking. And I know you just did one. Yeah. Uh, was it a week ago? Yep. I think it was so do you want to talk about like kind of what, how you led that, what you did during that? Because I want people listening to think about something that they can listen to and actually do this with their coworkers or just by themselves if they need to, you know, kind of think outside their head with their friends or something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think we decided it was really helpful just to be able to gather everybody together and think outside of what we just sit down and start working on a project or just put in a new project it was really nice to so one of the things that we started out with was kind of a mashup of two separate like objects or ideas that you combine together with like one of them one of the words on one side was hamburger and then the other one was a tree yes and so we put those together and then try to come up with like ways that you could actually Can we try to do it right now or do you need like a board to like see it laid out Huh? Uh I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could try. We could try yeah. It. Let's yeah, try we it. We could try. All right, let's try it. Okay, so, so what, should, what should our two words be? Okay, so we could do um, pin, pin, 
Like a writing pin. Oh, pen? I'm Southern, so I say pin. It's okay. We say bag funny, so that's a thing. It's true. It happens. It happens. Uh, so a writing pin. And uh, Isabella, you get our second word. Microphone. Oh, okay, right. so a, a writing pen and a microphone. Yes. And we have to figure out how they connect. So how do they, right, how do you have the two intertwine to make a new, new object? object. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking like music notes, and you write those with a pen and then the microphone, because it's you sing. Oh, okay, Ooh. okay, that could work. What if <laughs> whatever pen. you wrote on a page, then the mic, like it would say it back to you oh, through the I microphone. Like oh, Oh, that's a good so it was one. Like, or you could like press a button so you could like wait and like write out like a full thing. And then when you like release it the like button, records what you're writing. It, yeah. And then it would oh, say everything back good. to you. Mm, I like yeah. that. I was going to yeah. say a pen shaped like a microphone. Hey, that, no, that could work so too. Funny. No, when, when we were talking about the hamburger tree, I think it was you and I, we started talking. We we're mm-hmm. like. Wait, so does the tree grow like a full hamburger or does it grow the ingredients to a hamburger? Oh, like, yeah. so some of those things that obviously, you know, there's no such thing as a hamburger tree, <laughs> but it's just being really out there in your thinking and no idea is a bad idea. So there's really no, like, y- you can really just say whatever you want as long as it somehow relates. Relates, yep. yeah. Yeah. And part yeah. of it, too, was we were trying to find funny ways that it could correlate with some of the clients oh. that we have and being like, oh, what would this client, mm-hmm. like, need a hamburger tree for? What would this <laughs> client need a microphone pen for and things yeah. like that? So then what do you take with that information after you do it? And what do you what do you do with it? Is it just kind of to open up your mind and then you start brainstorming other ideas or – yeah, that, that was, out? I mean, that was kind of how we started our, our brainstorm meeting that we had last week is just to get us out of our locked in, very practical, I'm a very practical, practical person. Um, so just to get outside of that and, and try to see what illogical things <laughs> you can come up with yeah. and then it comes up with something that you could actually do. So it really got us to kind of think outside of the box a little bit. And just thinking of all of the ways that you can, like, apply different techniques and styles or hamburger trees or whatever it is, uh, once again, no idea is a bad idea. And being able to list some of those things out and then finding, oh, well, this part of this idea is good. And what if we meshed it with this part of this idea and now you have, like, a totally brand new concept? Yeah, I love it. I think there's so many. There's another brainstorm that I do with some of the sales reps and it's – um. It's super basic, but before you start any brainstorm for a client, you go in and you write down, like, it's, like, different types of animals. And then you pick one, and it's, like, let's say it's cats. And then the next section, when you write down, it's, like, okay, now i got to think of names for cats. And then you circle one, and then it kind of goes in a series. And before you know it, you're, like, in this really weird, like, coming up with these random things. (laughs) But it totally, yeah, it just opens your mind. So I think there's some really great creativity that can come from that Mm -hmm. another one that i really like doing is reverse brainstorming so typically you're always trying to solve a problem with your brainstorm but this one is you you kind of go backwards where you come up with more problems oh okay okay. yeah so it totally gets you thinking about just different ways and maybe if the problem's different you could have a different solution that you haven't thought of Mm, i like that idea that is that's so those are a couple fun ones too Mm -hmm. 
Katie and I have talked um, a lot recently, and we've been working on our design process here and trying to figure out more of what a problem is. Because I think as humans, it's very easy for us when we don't like something to, instead of saying what we don't like about it, we say the solution. So instead of saying, I don't like this font, we say, well, use this font instead. As the experts, though, part of our job is to help come up with the solution. Mm -hmm. So trying to work and figure out what the problem is is something that we've been working on here, and I think it's it'd be cool to do something where to come up with mm -hmm. more problems, like nitpicking right. everything. It gives you more options. It opens yes. it up to yeah. you're trying to come up with a solution, and you're kind of boxed in, and then you then you open it up to other problems that you can solve, and then, yeah, that's, that's an interesting concept. I like yeah. That. That's awesome. Yeah, I think there's um, a lot to be said. Like, we're all, we were all art kids. Um, like, and do you ever remember, like, class and you have to critique everybody's work? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And at the first, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is so scary. Yeah. But it's so helpful. It's not like, I don't, like, oh, I don't like that. Like, that's not constructive. Like, yeah. I don't like this because yep. that angle looks a little strange. What if you tried, and here's a few options that I would recommend, or that that shade of blue um, isn't portraying the feeling that we're looking for, you know, so right. yep. giving more constructive feedback. And I think people listening who maybe work with a designer or doing designs on their own, that's going to help you come up with a solution faster than just thinking, Oh, I don't like that. Change it. Yes. <laughs> right. Yep. Right. Yeah. Why? I guess asking the, the question to yourself, why do you not like it? Why mm. do you not? Why does it not work? Yep. Definitely. And it's so crazy to, um, Testing images, I think, is a big part of what we do. Like, I know yes. Katie and I have worked on a couple of campaigns where you've created multiple images for mm -hmm. one campaign for me. And the images I love the best sometimes don't perform the best. <laughs> I know. It's so frustrating. I have that happen all the time with one of my clients. It's a birthing center. And I, like, love this, like, beautiful image of, like, a mother and her baby. And I just think it's, like, the best thing ever. And it never, like, is the best winning image. And I'm like, why? People, why don't you like what I like? Oh, my gosh. Don't knock it till you try it. So just because you think that image might not work, mm -hmm. always test it first before you go back and try to change it. Well, and it's good to see what your audience likes. Like, you lose nothing from testing a couple different images, especially with Facebook advertising. And just seeing, like, what does your audience respond best to? It's basically, like, you can do some audience analysis, just spending a little bit more time creating a couple different designs and seeing... Facebook is unbiased, you know, you, your algorithms just feed out what it's going to feed out. So being able to get that, like, basically free feedback is fabulous. Any other words of wisdom or advice that you could give people listening that are, you know, doing design work or maybe working with a designer? Any good feedback that they should know or advice moving forward? <laughs> we'll pause here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I don't even. I'm trying to think of anything like, uh, <clears throat> like something that you've learned throughout your career that, like, oh, that would have been really great to know that. Or maybe here's a tool to make things you can design things quicker. Or maybe it's like, like batch editing. I don't. Oh that. yes, <laughs> the world. So stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. if there's anything that's been like, oh, that would be great for people to know. Mm. And you too, if you could think of anything. Yeah. Rio, do you have any design input? I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This is the quietest you've been on our podcast. I know. I don't, I don't know what design. I, can, I know Canva. Canva, yo. It's so easy. See, it's it's seriously such it's a good so tool. Awesome. I wish that it would have been around when I was younger because I totally would have, like, 
It's like how made did I not think of this? Crap. This girl, twenty-four years old, she invented Canva. It's amazing. What was I doing? Good for her. What year was she? Twenty-four. Twenty-twelve. Oh, okay. I'd have been either depending on when in twenty twelve. I was a junior, senior in high school. Well, um, I guess for some kind of advice that I would part with would be for me. I really struggled in in design school and just working through just starting out. There's so many different styles that I love, and I would if I could mash them all together and make it all one but they all work best independently a lot of times and you have to choose which way you're going to go and there might be three different really great ways that you could go and at some point you just have to decide am I going to go this road this road or this road and then just go with it and go all the way um I remember my first couple of projects that I did and they just got totally rejected and it was <laughs> it was like the the main comment constructive feedback that I got was that they didn't know where I was going with it they didn't know my direction it was just so many different styles and so I would just encourage you to just really pick what you want to go with and stick to it and if it doesn't work then next time you try another one and you go that route but don't try to I guess do too many of the same same graphic so that's a really good point yeah, and you don't have to do everything, like, in one post. And we talk about that from a social media standpoint with, like, the copy that you're writing. We talk about it in design with the graphics that you're creating. You don't have to get every single message that you want to push across in one single post. You can kind of pick and choose and segment what you're talking about and the designs that you're doing. And obviously, once again, keeping things consistent but you don't have to push like every single goal that you have in mind on social media all into one single mega post that is going all over the place and confuses your audience. And the life of a post is very short. <laughs> yeah, it's so, wild, especially like, I mean, Facebook is maybe a little longer, but like mm-hmm. Twitter is super, super short. Instagram getting super, super short. Yeah. It. A post is a post. Yes. So it's like if you're going to spend your time on something, like spend time on it, but you don't need to pull your whole heart and soul into one post. Like Mm -hmm. use that for your overall brand and then develop little bits of content to help support that overall message. Yes. Mm -hmm. Using um, your brain power for your strategy and thinking about your overall like arching goals and using that overall arching goal to help guide you in writing copy, in creating your design, in the ads that you're placing, things like Mm -hmm. that. Well, I'm super excited. Uh, we've talked about a lot of different things. We even did a little, <laughs> attempted a little brainstorm. <laughs> but I hope everyone listening actually tries this um, and takes some of this advice back to hopefully bring some more inspiration. Um, you two are going to be speaking at our Hubbard Digital Academy 3.0 Yay! on June 27th. So They wanted if, us back. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're in the Twin Cities area, you can go to HubbardDigitalAcademy.com. And if you want a ticket, you can come see Isabella and Katie speak live and go through piece by piece how to create a brand standards guide um, talk about so, like a social campaign and all of the designs that, that go with that so please let us know what you think tweet at us at Hubbard Interact or you can check us out on Instagram at Hubbard Interactive um, and we will see you guys all next week thanks so much for listening The Social Feed is a production of Hubbard Interactive with music provided by Minneapolis based artist John Atwell <laughs>